Hey, how are you? Hope all is well with you and your family. Uh, thank you so much for checking in, tuning in. Uh, however you make it happen, I uh, really appreciate your presence. Day number 169. Huh? Thank God for the opportunity to make progress again. Thank you so much for your prayers and your support uh, financially of this ministry. Appreciate everything you're doing, your giving, and your prayers. Um, you have gone to PayPal if you like to give there at Spirit of Life Christian Ministries at PayPal Me. Um, then we have the mailing option, 15507 South Normandy Avenue. That's Box 237, Gardena, California, 90247. And, of course, our website, solfellowship.com. Listen to this, and I really want you to hear it in your spirit. Day number 169, Joshua chapter 11. I'm going to begin reading at verse number 18 and read down to verse number 23. And I'm going to emphasize certain words. I want you to really hear it in your heart. Verse 18, Joshua made war a long time. Get that? Joshua, an experience of taking over the land God had given the children of God, of Israel. They had to fight a long time. Man, if I was sitting there with you, I would say, say war a long time. War, war, war. You know, God has to teach our hands to war, our spirits to war. The Bible says in verse number 18, Joshua made war a long time with all of those kings. Verse number 19, there was not a city that made peace with the children of Israel. No one made peace with them. Save the Hivites, the inhabitants of Gibeon, all other they took in battle. Are you getting where I'm going? For, look at verse 20. For it was the Lord, it was of the Lord to harden their hearts that they should come against Israel in battle and that he might destroy them utterly and they might have no favor but that he might destroy them. Are you getting that? The Bible is saying, the children of Israel had to fight. No one made peace with them. And it was actually of the Lord hardening the hearts of their enemies so they would keep coming at them in battle so that he, he might destroy them utterly, that they would have no favor, but God would destroy them as he had commanded Moses, right? And you read on where Joshua, they fought and literally took um, the land, right? Fighting, 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 fighting. Their enemies would not let up. And God was not allowing their enemies to let up because he was hardening their hearts to come against Israel, man. So he could destroy them utterly. See, this passage of scripture is really standing out for me as I was um, thinking about it and listening to it. Sometimes I just listen to the Bible you know, on my phone and just let it soak in. And it, it really struck me because God, listen, God could have just lifted his middle finger, little fingers. We say God didn't even have to roll out of bed to, to knock out all of the enemies, right? It could have been over. Their, their, their experiences in the Bible, when the children of Israel are fighting and God is fighting, you know, on their side. And the Bible said God destroyed more with what he did, you know, stones coming down from heaven and all that kind of stuff, man, than the army did. So we know God could have wiped everything out. But 
he was allowing their enemies to attack them, not for Israel to lose, but so that Israel would utterly destroy the enemy and that they would not get any favor. Now, now please understand, here's what I'm saying. The center, the very heart of what is going on in our world right now is not in the government. It is not in politics. It is not in powerful earthly nations with their nuclear weapons and, and their technology. The real center of what is going on right now is the church and the people of God. That's it. That's it. God is still on the throne. And sometimes the way God works is that he will not allow your enemies to back down because he wants them destroyed utterly. He will sometimes allow your enemies to come at you and come at you and come at you again and again and again. And he will not stop them from fighting you so that you will have to fight back and really finish the job. Are you hearing me? Sometimes we're so focused on saving our lives that we forget we serve a God of battle. We serve a God of war. And right now, one way or another, the children of God are going to have to fight their way out of this mess right up to the coming of the Lord. And, oh, and the fight is going to get ugly. It's time to destroy the works of the devil in your life, in the life of your family, in the life of your community, in the life of your nation. The kingdoms of this world shall become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. Come on, let this mind be in you. It's time to use the sword of the Spirit. Use it. I know, I know it's very important to put on the whole armor of God and you got your shield of faith, but you also have the sword of the spirit. We have weapons more powerful than bullets and bombs. But you say, Pastor, you know, we need the army, we need all this. Do you do you know there are examples all throughout history where the armies did this and the armies did that and the armies did and one little thing changed and everything came apart. The power of God is always more, more powerful than technology. Always more powerful than technology. The issue has been the people of God. We have not consistently and fervently attacked in prayer and pulled down the stronghold. And you and see, see the, the, the success of the battle now spiritually is not so much taking physical land. It's not so much um, standing without any physical damage or harm. No, success now is, is winning the hearts of the people into salvation. See, success, success is Jesus on the cross, listen to this, and, and, and between two thieves, right? And one of them says, Lord, remember me. And Jesus snatches that thief out of darkness, brings him into the marvelous night light and snatches him out of the hands of Satan, right? That was success on the cross. 
Well, somebody, it would look like failure. No, Satan kept coming at Jesus right there on the cross. One guy said, you might as well give up. The other one said, remember me. Jesus snatched him. Right, listen, right out of the jaws of death into eternal life. And I'm saying you and I, we got to get a picture of what's really going on now. Snatch, snatch your children back from the devil. Attack in love. Minister the grace and the hope of the gospel to your friends, your co-workers, and your neighbors. Bind, bind the work of the enemy. Loose the grace of God on your situation and you, what you're dealing with. Father God, in the name of Jesus. We fight back. We fight back. We come against the work of the enemy. We fight back in the name of Jesus. We fight back in the name. We fight back in the name of Jesus. We declare you are Lord. Hallelujah. We cut the cords in the spirit that are tying our children down that are blinding the hearts of our children, that are, uh, yes, Lord, we, we cut the cords in our own lives that keeps us giving a false representation of the gospel, that blocks us to understanding the hope and the joy that we have in Christ beyond what goes on physically on this earth. Oh, Lord, let our lights shine brightly. Yes, yes, so that men might see and be attracted to the grace and the love and the power of the gospel. Yes, Lord, let miracles flow today as we fight back against sickness and misery and death and pain, that we fight back with the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Praise the Lord.